Hey guys, welcome to the Healthful Gypsy podcast. And it is Kat Katibi, your host. This will be a quick little episode that I'm going to share some things that I've been thinking about and I want to get out. So I wanted to start off talking a little bit about who Dr. Sabi is. So Dr. Sabi is an herbalist. He's not really a traditional licensed MD doctor, but he was referred to as Dr. Sabi, and he is famous for being the only person to go all the way to the Supreme Court and prove that he was able to cure a whole bunch of diseases um, like AIDS and um, I believe diabetes and a whole bunch of things. So definitely look him up because it's just an interesting story. Anyways, there's a lot of controversy about Dr. Sabi because obviously whenever he went to the States, they would try to put him in jail and do things against him. And there was conspiracy theories about is Big Pharma after him? Are they trying to kill him? Because, I mean, you have to understand, this is a lot of money we're talking about. We're talking about billions, if not trillions of dollars that they make whenever someone has a chronic disease. So they want to sell their pharmaceuticals, selling herbs and just diet recommendations. Um, it's completely against their business model. And it's basically kind of like when you go against the mafia. If they have a monopoly over a certain area and you come in with a cheaper product, they're going to go after you. And that's just how it is in life. Um, and yeah, people say, okay, saying that's conspiracy theorist. But it is very interesting how everyone associated with him mysteriously would die. There'd be like a house fire, like a car, a random shooting. This, um, someone picked up for like a you know, basic, I don't know, nothing offense and then taken to jail and then they just die in jail. It's like very confusing, like mm, something could be going on there. I definitely see why the conspiracy theorists are very much up in arms about this. And there's the big fact that this case went all the way up to the Supreme Court and yet there's no mainstream media coverage ever on it. It's just it happened. It's, it was a huge deal. There was like hundreds and hundreds of witnesses there who brought in their medical records before and after his treatment protocols. Like, this is me with stage four cancer. This is me after absolutely everything is gone. This is me with like all these chronic illnesses. This is me after everything is gone. This is me with AIDS, sickle cell anemia, and this everything is gone. I mean, that's crazy. And the and the fact is that they just couldn't prosecute him because there was no evidence that he wasn't telling the truth. He was absolutely telling the truth. He was able to do this 100%. So that is a really big um, controversy. And it's important that everybody educate themselves independently on this man, this case. There's, of course, things that he says that I don't agree with, that's, that you may not agree with, but the overall arching factor of what he did was he used herbs and he changed everybody's diet and he told them everything that they were eating was toxic. And this was years before it became mainstream. Now we know everything we're eating is toxic. Now we know we need to 
eat more naturally and that we don't need as much food, which was something that he said. He says, like, stop eating at 8 p.m. You have to start eating very slowly and all these things. And then, like, about midday, then you can have, like, a big hearty amount of vegetables or whatever. And then light to nothing towards night and have a lot of herbal teas and eat in seasons and... You know, all these things that now we're starting to realize we need to do. He was saying it a long time ago. So, I want everyone to research Dr. Sabi and come up with their own conclusions to his case. That being said, um, since his uh, very controversial and suspicious death in jail for, you know, he was picked up from the airport, taken to jail, and then they said he just died. That's just, like, whatever. I believe it was from the airport. It doesn't matter where he was picked up from. But what matters is that he just died in jail suddenly. That does not make any sense. And that's just something that seems to happen whenever someone has a controversy around them and people want to get rid of them. And I'm just saying that. It's very common. Um, We are people. When there's money involved, when someone's a threat to, like, say you have a multi-trillion dollar business and there's a threat to it. And, you know, you were so untouchable at this point. Why wouldn't you hire someone to just get rid of the problem? I can understand that. I mean, we all can. It's evil. It's terrible. But we can understand how that can happen. So moving on. um, He has, there's some books that some of his um, students have like written, there's a bunch of um, books on, just like a little thin book on his diet. And there's several books by one of his students on recipes. Let's see, where is the book? Let me see if I could find it. Okay, it's called Alkaline Herbal Medicine, Reverse Disease and Heal the Electric Body. So it's a very short book and it gives you an overview on all the herbs that he recommends and what they're good for and, you know, some of the diet recommendations. So that's a great place to get your overall idea of of what he does, what he was a proponent of. He had many celebrity, many black celebrity, uh, I guess you would call them patients. And like Lisa Left Eye Lopez, she had a whole bunch of problems. You can see many videos on YouTube of him talking and then she speaks for him and then other people speak for him and like what he's done for them. And one of the things she said was that she had um, all these problems that she didn't tell him. She told him maybe like a few of her problems. And then she did his protocol and she noticed that everything else that she had that she never told him about, I think she had like herpes or something else and maybe a few other things additional that she never told him. But she said all of that went away after she did his protocol. So, I mean, we all know this. When you have an unhealthy diet, you are just feeding disease. We know that. He's not saying anything that extreme. He the, the reasonings he uses, it might be a little off because he got a lot of his information from what he says is going to Africa and talking to the traditional herbalist there, like in the tribes or something. 
so you have to understand, um, it's just kind of like Chinese medicine when they're like yin and yang and this and that. I mean, it's very confusing. So maybe the words that he uses doesn't translate well, or maybe they came up with a term that were like, uh, that doesn't make any sense. Like he uses something called an alkaline body. And he says like, the body needs to be alkaline and these herbs are more acidic and we should, or these foods are more acidic, we shouldn't touch them, or these foods contain more um, chemicals that cause mucus, and we shouldn't have them, and he's very much against GMOs, and hybridized foods, and anything that is, like, man um, gets their little paws into, and tries to make their own way, he says that it always comes out bad, I mean, now we have don't touch GMOs, Um, everybody's worried about when they add the pesticide into the food with GMOs because if an if an insect eats something and their stomach explodes which is what these pesticides do to kill them then if we have enough of these foods eventually yes that it's going to do something to our body we're just we're we're no better than an insect we're just much bigger so we need more so i i can understand how like yes avoiding anything man made or man tampered with definitely is great advice and would make you healthy. So a lot of people are unhealthy because of their sad American diet, standard American diet, which is that. So when you completely change your diet, yes, you're going to have a lot of things that go into remission. And then you have the herbs. The herbs are supportive, different organ systems in the body, and they help you heal. I mean, we still have Chinese medicine that does this. And we have traditional American herbalist medicine too. So we know about this. So it basically, it's just like, don't eat crap. Have specific herbs for your condition to help you strengthen your body. Um, don't eat too much food. Don't eat too late. Sleep very well. I mean, we know all of this stuff. He's not saying anything that extreme maybe the terminology like alkaline people can go oh but you can be too alkaline and then you can die and so he's an idiot that's not really fair because it doesn't matter the terminology like um for example in chinese medicine there might be something okay i don't know everything about chinese medicine my husband does it so for example they might say like the kidney channel and then i'm like oh my gosh there's something wrong with my kidney it's like no, no no it's just it's not actually the kidney it's just like a like a meridian or something? I don't know. So maybe the terms make you go, oh, let's attack him because that's not that. But in reality, it doesn't matter what term you call it. It's just the end justifies the means. So you can call it whatever you want. You can say, this is alkalizing the body. This is getting rid of the mucus. Basically, it's just making you more healthy. It's just eating more naturally. It's just getting back to the the rhythm of how humans are supposed to eat and heal themselves. You know, like fasting, not eating so much quantity, um, staying away from processed, man-made, fake food. So we can all agree that he's not saying anything too radical right here. And yes, a lot of us are sick because of our diets. And yes, a lot of us can get better using herbs. So... 
anyway, so that is what Dr. Sabi is all about in a really quick, scatterbrained nutshell. But you can learn more about him all over the internet. And I highly suggest you look up his videos on YouTube, um, read different articles from his different um, followers and former patients. And just kind of like get a, a gist of his story because it's very important that we don't let something like this fade away into history. Like we need to make sure that people know like this did happen. This was proven. And they are trying to cover it up by like silencing all this information and trying to discredit very strongly. You'll see a lot of things online trying just to discredit him, discredit his family, his wife, this and that. I mean, it's just crazy the amount of work that they've done. You can get, um, his company was supposedly taken over by some people and then his wife started her own company but then there's controversy about that because there's some videos where he himself I mean it looks like him and we don't know which wife he's talking about but whatever he's talking about one wife um like uh being bad and taking his business or whatever and I don't know. So at the end of the day, it's very confusing. It's like, do you trust his wife? Do you trust the company that took over for him after he died? Which one do you trust to get the herbs? And some of the formulas, they have been changed. Not only that, but these are very expensive herbs that they're selling, like crazy expensive. I mean, it's a very comprehensive like formula. Um, or multiple formulas that that make this huge protocol that they sell for whether you go from the people who took over his company or you go to his wife's company. And there's also a few other people that started similar companies based off of his formulations. They're all very expensive. I have not personally tried it. You can find many reviews on YouTube from people who spent the $500 or more to get all these supplements to try to heal and balance their bodies. So there you have it. Oh, the important thing that I wanted to tell you was that there was some, um, like a rapper guy, I don't really know anything about him, I can't speak on him, and he was going to do a documentary or he was working on a documentary on Dr. Sebi to hopefully spread his message to say, yes, this is possible. Somebody's done this. Somebody's healed all of these things with just diet, herbs, and lifestyle changes. And then he was just like randomly killed. I mean, they tried to make it look like he, like it was a gang-related random drive-by shooting, but he wasn't in a gang. So everybody is like really up in arms. Like this is very suspicious. Just another suspicious like death surrounding Dr. Sabi. So then, um, on, I think it was Nick Cannon, I believe, Mariah Carey's ex. He's saying that he's going to complete the, um, the documentary. So now they're saying like everybody's going to pass the baton. So if you kill this one, the next person will pick it up and continue because they're just so upset that this. And these strange things keep happening and it just, it looks really bad. 
it looks really deliberate. And they are trying to discredit everybody that tries to talk about Dr. Sebi or do anything to promote what he did or to publicize anything like that. So, yeah, definitely check it out. Everybody needs to know about it. You all need to make up your own minds, whether or not you believe it or not. But at the end of the day. All right. So now I want to talk about Maka for PCOS. I have been taking maca for a month now, and just as a background, I have high DHEA, estrogen dominance, and high testosterone. About normal progesterone, but with the other, it's still not enough. Anyway, so I've been taking maca for a cycle, and it was one of the most painful periods I've had since maybe high school or maybe even ever because it lasted pretty much for five days of pain and cramps. And normally I have cramps sometimes. But when I do have it, it's usually just the first day and maybe three hours, four hours tops. Then it's gone and I'm fine and nothing. But this one really was, it just beat me up. So I don't know what I want to do about it because when I first started taking the maca, I always had um, hormonal acne when I'm not on birth control pill. Thankfully, I'm not on that. And it did flare up when I started the maca. But then pretty much after my period started, it just kind of like went away flare-up and I also changed my skincare routine a little bit so I'll talk about that later but I did notice that it seemed to help that a lot so I'm just kind of torn out do I want to be pretty or do I want to be in pain so my husband is like keep taking the maca and just up your fish oil a lot So now I have to take tons and tons of fish oil because the more fish oil you take during the month, the better your cramps are going to be. Not better cramps, but you won't have any, hopefully, if you take a lot of fish oil. So that's what I'm going to do for this cycle. And then I will report back. Hopefully everything will be well. But do I think everyone should take maca? Um, Well, I think you should definitely research it. And if you get worse cramps, try, well, actually, don't even try this. You should be taking tons of fish oil. Just because I wasn't taking enough fish oil doesn't mean that it's okay for any of us with PCOS to not take fish oil. We need fish oil. I'm just being really lazy because sometimes it's really hard for me to swallow pills and taking like three or four of these gel caps of fish oil can be like, annoying for me so anyways another thing about maca I should have read the insert before I started taking it but I was very lazy there are some side effects that can happen in the beginning like hormonal migraines for some people might get them um abdominal cramping this is more like digestive abdominal cramping if that should happen then all you have to do is take it with food you definitely do not want to take maca after I would say 1 p.m because I took it at 3 p.m. yesterday and I could not sleep. So definitely before 1 p.m., take your maca, and you don't want to start with like a lot, like 
haven't set on the thing take two capsules like twice a day but I would say no start with one capsule first thing in the morning if you can take it on an empty stomach good if you can't eat a little something maca is also a has protein in it so it's going to break your fast if that's something you need to be aware of I made the mistake of taking serapeptase with uh, maca because I did not know it was a protein or had protein in it and serapeptase digest proteins so I usually take it on an empty stomach to digest um, like if you have endometriosis or scar tissue you want to take serapeptase on an empty stomach to digest the proteins in the scars but if you're taking it with protein it's just going to digest that protein not your scars so oops I wasted a lot of pills because I didn't know about that so now I do. Um, anyways, if you have endometriosis, I also recommend taking serapeptase without anything. Empty stomach, first thing in the morning. You want to take as many pills as you can because the more you take, the more it will break down. And you want to not eat for like 45 minutes after you take the pill. So it just has enough time to do all its work. Um, there's some people in one of my online forums that have taken high amounts, like crazy amounts of serapeptase which is like an it's an enzyme to break down proteins again um there was this one guy he had you know those cysts on top of your head like fluid filled cysts people have them for like years forever and they just sit there and it's like a big surgery it's a big deal to like get rid of them so people just let them sit they can cover it with their hair um and he took it and it burst like that night after he took like, I think he took like 45 pills. It was a ridiculous amount. Everybody's like, are you sure like you should be doing that? He's like, I'm just going to try it, see what happens. And it burst and it was all gone. No bad side effects, nothing. And he's been fine since. I don't know if that's anything that interests any of you, but something to think about if you have something like maybe like an old encapsulated type of infection, you want to break it up this might do it. Hey, I don't know. Um, I would probably take personally some oil of oregano caps because they're a little antibacterial. So if you do have something like that and you pop the cyst, it will, you know, help you fight off anything that comes out. But he said he didn't have any problems. So take that as you will. Um, let's see, another thing for maca. Yeah, if you do have cramping, take it with food. Um, start with one pill the first month, see how you feel. Up your fish oil like crazy so you don't get any cramps like I did. And you should take a break, maybe for a couple days. Don't take it. So I would say don't take it for the first couple days of your period. Not everybody takes a break. Some people take take it for three months and then they take a break, like a couple of weeks off or something. But it's up to you. I recommend that. And I do think it's a great supplement because it did help my skin up. And next up, I wanted to talk really quick about my skincare routine and how that's going. So I have changed it up. I'm trying to go for more clean, uh, natural, organic, and even homemade skincare whenever I can. 
My deodorant is from T Insanity. That's T N Sanity. You can find that online at T N Sanity.com. So the deodorant for women is amazing. The one for men is the same, it just has patchouli, so if you don't like patchouli on your guy, you can just get him the woman's deodorant, it's fine. It actually works, I do like three, four squirts of it, shake it and squirt it three, four times, boom, perfect, you don't smell. It's awesome. Okay, and then I've been doing, I made my own, okay, I made my own um like essential oil I guess you want to call it like a face oil like an acne hormonal acne face oil at first kind of flared up I don't know if it was a maca but then everything got great so I really like it I used a base of jojoba because that doesn't break anybody out and a little bit of sweet almond oil and let me see, um, pumpkin seed oil, just a few drops. And let's see, um, you can find, of course, recipes on Pinterest. You do not want to have any sort of lemon, orange, citrus essential oil that you use during the day. They do say like there's a certain way you can process one of those oils so that you can make it safe for during the day. I say just avoid it. It's totally not worth it because I didn't know this. I put one of the formulas that had like a few drops of um, lemon oil on and I went out and I have never had a freckle in my entire life and I got like four little freckles. So be super careful. You do not want to damage your skin. I say avoid lemon and citrus completely. Some oils that are good for hormonal acne are rosemary, frankincense, clary sage, let's see, tea tree, lavender is awesome, um, I believe eucalyptus, cypress, clove, geranium, and peppermint. Let me see, sorry about that. Yeah. So those are like the main oils you want. Um, I did have a problem when I added a little bit of vitamin E. That broke me out. So I had to take the vitamin E out of the formula. Something to consider. Um, it can make you break out a little bit at first. And then it tends to come down, calm down. So do give it at least a month before you decide if it's a good formula or not. I'm also using something from Therapia by Aroma, and I believe you can get that online too, therapiabyaroma.com, and this is the Propolis Emulsion Face Soothing. So it has propolis, I'm not saying that right, I'm sure, and aloe vera. So it's basically aloe, jojoba, witch hazel, and the whatever, propolis, which is, I think it's something to do with like honey bees, something like that. It's, you know, everything is like makes me break out, makes me sensitive, but this was like very soothing and calming. So I really like it. And I also use Dr. Hayushka Melissa Day Cream. 
only in the daytime. And then for any sort of like spots that pop up, I can get rid of them pretty quickly. If I put Bye Bye Blemish Drying Lotion, you can get that on Amazon. So I put that directly with a Q-tip on top. And that has been wonderful. And I, I feel like, wow, how did this happen? Okay, let's keep up everything. So I'm going to keep the maca. I'm going to keep all of these little potions that I have because, wow, definitely need to keep that. And bear in mind, I did have like a huge breakout when I first started using these products and then it tapered off and now it's like, boom, what is this? And there was a, an essential oil company that I found online that people had like rave reviews about but it was very expensive and you only get like a little tiny bottle and I was like I can just make those and mix those make my own formula myself and make like a bigger quantity anyways um a lot of them they said that they broke out in the beginning uh I don't know I guess it does happen I mean it, it, it happened to me and now it's gone and now I think when it was happening, I thought it was the worst thing ever, and I wanted to throw everything in the trash. So, just be prepared. Um, also, when you're trying to make your own formula with essential oils, less is it's better, it's okay, but you don't want to do more. You don't want to do more than the formula says. Definitely will burn your face and get more irritated and then break out way more. So be careful with proportions. <clears throat> okay. Oh, and if you have one essential oil that does this, you don't need two in the formula that do the same thing. So I'll try to do something to like calm irritation, something to heal quicker, something to kill bacteria. You know, you want, you want a mix of like a few things that do different things and then they'll work together. All right, the other thing is you cannot have good skincare and then put Sephora crap on your face. It's just not gonna work. So um, a lot of these formulas and stuff, they, they recommend getting clean makeup products. There's very little clean makeup brands out there. There's um, what I have found that I like. Let me look at them. There's this brand called Dab Herb Makeup. Um, it's made in small batches by a person. Um, there's also Well People. There is also, okay, 100% Pure. That one. There's also Zuzu, I believe Zuzu Lux. That is one, and there's Gabrielle cosmetics and did I say all natural yeah it's all natural au natural that one is really good um I also there's a few Dr. Hayawashka whatever makeup products that I also find that are clean there's a brand called mineral fusion I would not recommend that <laughs> It seems like it would be, or Pacifica, they seem like they would be clean makeup brands, but they're absolutely not. And they have the dreaded cones, dimethicone, silicone. You don't want that touching your face. So nothing with cones. Look carefully at the ingredients. Research every single ingredient. Anything with a cone, 
don't touch that. It is crap. You're not going to get the same coverage you get with the toxic stuff. You're not. But just believe in yourself that if you keep doing your good skincare and your non-toxic stuff, that your skin will you know, probably flare and then detox. And then it will calm down. Because I did all of these things in tandem and it worked. I mean, now like I don't need as much coverage, so it's okay that it didn't cover that much. Au natural, au, I can't say it right, the au natural, that one I think has the best coverage. But it's the most expensive. So, very expensive. I couldn't find, I've tried like, um, the 100% pure concealer, I tried like the little, the one on like the pot thing. It just does not work. It does not cover. I couldn't find any concealer except for theirs that covers. But now since there's not much to conceal, it doesn't matter because it's freaking great. And since I don't have that much to conceal, the 100% pure, what is it? Fruit pigmented water foundation. That one, it's great. It's all you need. I do need to find a non-toxic type of sunscreen. So I will be on the lookout for that. And really quick before I go, I wanted to talk about my new curly hair routine. So if you happen to have curly hair, maybe you'd like to stick around to hear about these products because your hair care products are very important for your skin because your hair touches your skin. And yes, your mousse, your hairspray, your hair gel, your leave-in conditioner, your heat protectant can give you acne and flare-ups like that too. So um, these are the products that I'm using currently. I don't have, I have like maybe your medium type curly hair, maybe something like Shakira-ish, something like that. So, I mean, I don't know about like, what is it like? The number letter, I don't know, the curl type pattern. I do have, um, I don't know if it's called high or low porosity hair, but mine is a hair that gets super wet with water, so there. All right, so the stuff that I found really works and doesn't have all the nasty silicones and crap in it. It's called OrganiGrowHair. I mean, OrganiGrowHairCo Natural Hair Care. And I use Hair Dew, and it's a vegan, cruelty-free, hydrating scalp mist and refresher spray. Shake well before use. It has no sulfates, silicones, parabens, mineral oils, or dyes. It doesn't have anything bad in it. So you can get it at OrganiGrowHairCo.com. And I also, from the same company, get the Conditioning Curling Custard. And that works very well for me. To add to it, I'll put the Devo, Devo Curl um, Bee Leave-In for a little bit of texture and volume, just a teeny tiny amount. And the Devo Curl Ultra Defining Gel. But if I just stop there, my hair looks stringy and crappy. So I found that I absolutely have to use a mousse. So I found 
this one, thank God, that doesn't have anything bad in it. I mean, I think it doesn't. Let me just read it again. Yeah, it doesn't have anything bad, except for it has parfum fragrance, so we never know what the hell that is. But so far, I haven't had any adverse reactions, no um, breakouts, nothing. And it works like a charm to give me those big, bouncy curls. They're just so gorgeous. And it's called Mixed Chicks Morning After Redefining Foam. It's like a mousse. So I just use this at the end. And it's perfect. So after all those things, that's the last step. And then in the morning, I will wet my hair, put a little bit of the hairdo from Organi Grow Hair Co. And the mousse again from Mixed Chicks, Morning After Redefining Foam. And I look super cutesy with my curls. It was looking really terrible at first, really horrible. But now everything is great. And I do have to cover my hair at night with like one of these silk head scarf things. So I look really horrific. But my husband got used to it. And it's good because it keeps the curls intact so that I don't need to really redo it that much or every day. Sometimes if I don't toss and turn, I don't have to do anything. I can just like get up and go. My hair is perfect. But if I toss and turn a lot, then I have to do something. So I have the silk pillowcase for my face. And then I have the silk scarf for my hair. And yeah, that's been working. So totally recommend all those things. Um, I also do use a diffuser and I use high heat, but that's just to like speed up the drying process. I don't completely get it bone dry with a diffuser because I find if I get it all the way dry with a diffuser, it looks terrible. So I'll get it like mostly dry, then I'll put even a little bit more mousse and then not touch it, go out in the sun, do some stuff, and then it'll dry perfect. So be very careful with your hair care, touching your skin. If you have hormonal problems, acne problems, skincare problems, skin issues, flare-ups, eczema, contact dermatitis, rosacea, all these things can be affected. So that's it for today. It's a little mini episode with just some things I wanted to chat about. And as always, if you have any questions, if you're on the Anchor app, you can send a video. I mean, not a video. Well, you could if you wanted to. That would be nice. You can send an audio message to me, and then I can actually play it and then answer your question. Or I can get somebody who's really informed to answer your specific question if, if it's beyond me. So I would love to hear from you guys. Message me. Find me on um, Instagram, MySpace. Please leave a review if you find these little these little episodes that I put together for you guys, helpful, interesting, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you made it this far, I'm sure you found some benefit to the hard work that I put into the show. Show your support by subscribing to the podcast. Leave me a voicemail question or email me at thehealthfulgypsy at gmail.com. I would love, love, love to hear from you be sure to join the Facebook group. You can find all that information in the show notes and my website, katkatibi.com.